Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 1 John and learning how to walk in light, walk in love. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you're here. Glad that you're diving into what I believe is an absolutely essential conversation for all believers, and that is our relationship with the world. Because remember, uh, the theme of the book of 1 John is maintaining the right fellowship with God and with others. And they go together. You, you can't at once have a fellowship with God and be wrong with your fellow man. And you can't be right with your fellow man and be wrong with God. They are mutually exclusive. You, you've, they, they have to be together. Um, so maybe I said that opposite. Anyway, you know what I meant. So first John chapter two and verse 15, love, not the world. So every one of us struggles with the rudiments of this world, the, the philosophies of this world, because they're subtle and they can invade our thinking and shape uh, the decision-making and even the, the lives that we live. So we need to be careful to make sure that our love for the world is not creeping in. Now, I'll say this, and then we're going to jump into the, the, the elements of the world. But the greatest way by which to guard your relationship to the world by not loving it is to have a greater love for mm-hmm. God. Uh, one of the great Puritans, I think it was Thomas Chalmers, uh, wrote the book, uh, the, the Expulsive power of a new affection, expulsive, expelling. In other words, when I have a a true affection for God, a love for him, that that's going to have an expulsive power to my other affections. If I if I lo- really 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 love to eat healthy, I'm not going to like junk food. If I really so what you love necessarily is going to expel what comes in conflict with it. So I I wanted to start there from a motivational standpoint and then jump into, okay, so Josh, talk about the components of the world. Sure. So in verse verse 16, uh, he says, John does, that all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So really there are three specific components that John gives to us in this passage that are a part of the world. And we can really see this uh, in our own lives, probably, um, and the temptations that we face on a, on a regular basis, the lust of the flesh being um, just like in the Garden of Eden, you know, when Eve saw that the, the, the food or the, the fruit was good uh, to eat, and then the, she saw the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, what, what would it do? It would give her wisdom. Um, and so we see this in the Garden of Eden, and then we see it played out throughout all of, all of the history of mankind, that people are attracted to things because of their, their visual attraction. People are attraction, attracted to things because of what it does for their status in the world. And people are attracted to things because of what it does for their feelings, for their flesh. It, 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 they enjoy it. It's something that they like to do. Hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that everything that we like to do or everything that's visually attractive, as we pointed out in the last episode, hmm. talking about the world itself, the physical world, doesn't mean that all of those things are wrong, but certainly 
the, the, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, these are really the three big things that John mentions as part of the world system that are wrong. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I like what you said. I mean, it was the first sin. Yeah, you know, right. Adam and Eve, you see all three of those components, and from that first sin really was born every other sin. Mm-hmm. So whether it be Achan, who yeah. you know saw and coveted and, and took and hid, or Eve that did that, and Adam, or, or David... Yeah. Uh, it's a, a it's a lot. Judas, I mean, you yeah, just, just go, go down on. the list. Yeah. Me, <laughs> right. I mean, it's all of us. It, it's all of us, and and I and I love the distinction that the Bible makes. Okay, so the lust of the eyes. You know, I want, I want. I don't have, but I want. I think so many of the root sins start with what we see. Yeah. We live in a yeah. visual world. What we see, I want. I saw, I took, I coveted, I saw, I coveted. So we have to guard our eyes. We have to, because so much of what sin is, is affected by what we choose to look like, mm. what we choose to look at, what we choose to linger and look at. Yeah. Uh, Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Right. I think it's important that we understand that sin comes out of the heart. So all sin is a heart issue, but... I think we have to take another step back, and that is if we understand that sin at its core is a heart issue, then how do things get in the heart? Yeah, yeah. They get in the heart through the eye gate and through the ear gate. So, But I think it's a very practical verse of Scripture, 1 John 2, 16, mm-hmm. and that is that we need to understand that our eyes are always roaming and what our eyes sees many times is what our heart wants. Yes, it translates. So what our eye sees now causes us our to flesh to wants. Act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this this whole passage, verses fifteen through seventeen, remind me a lot of what Jesus said at the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter six about the things of this world. And you know, no man can serve two masters. He's either going to hate the one and, and love the or love the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. If then and, I uh, be single. Yes. Yeah. And and so there's there's just so much here that that reminds me of um of Matthew six and the other the other passages that Jesus Jesus spoke at the Sermon on the Mount. But Going back to your point, you know that what what is in our heart is going to come out. So out of out of our out of our heart comes all of the issues of life, and what's in my heart, what what I have seen, what I have partaken of, and what has become a part of me is now going to define my lifestyle. It's going to be who I become, and I can only overcome that through the strength and the power of Christ. Yeah, and t- the two words that, that really stick out to me, the word lust. So the word lust in the Bible means my strong desire. Mm. I need to get this. My strong, just, uh So the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, which tells me that the Christian life really involves a lot of self-denial. Yeah. Christ's first requisite for discipleship always— was self-denial. If yeah. any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Yeah. We see that in Matthew 16. We see it in Luke chapter 14. But throughout Scripture, the, the principle of self-denial, uh, only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. So that that certainly is part of it. But then the other word that I see is the word pride. Mm. 
So the lust of the eyes, that's selfishness, the lust of the flesh, satisfaction, what I want, what makes me feel good, the pride of life, significance, what makes me feel like I'm important, what makes me shine in front of other people, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. But when I fulfill my lust, when I fulfill my desires, it's really just a matter of pride because mm-hmm. I deserve yeah. and I want to be. And and we need to lose our life. Yeah. Know yeah. what Jesus said? Yeah. And find our significance and identity in him alone. Yeah. Yeah. And when when I can do that, when I can realize that um, you know, Carrie Carrie's book, Carrie Schmidt's book, Stop Trying, is such a, a great book on that topic of finding my identity through Christ, who Christ has already told me that I am. And that is, I am, I am his, I, I belong to him. And when I can find my identity in Christ and in Christ alone, then all of the other things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and all that that means um, as part of this world system really becomes unimportant to me because my life is defined by, and it's all about who Jesus has told me I am. So let's be clear. And I agree with everything you just said, mm-hmm. but let's be clear they do become unimportant. We do begin to see them through the lens, the scriptural and eternal lens that sure. God's giving us here, but they remain an issue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I want to reiterate something I said last episode, and that is that these verses are written to spiritually strong people, people that are strong, people that have the Word of God abiding in them, and yet the, the allure of our own sinful flesh— you know, the allure of this world and its system, the allure of the significance, the pride that so destroyed the, the devil, Lucifer. It was pride. I will, I will, I will. The Bible says in Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14, the five I wills of Satan, pride. Those same enemies exist today, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the world system celebrates that. So we can't at once say, I'm fellowshipping with God, I'm walking in the light, I'm loving other people, and then also succumb to, say yes to, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and live for myself. They're mutually exclusive. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. You can't love God and love the world. A friendship with, with the world, James taught us, is enmity with God. They cannot coexist. Yeah, and I think that is a great distinction that that you make there. Um, so, so does then that do, does that mean that um, you know as I as I read these verses, I guess one of the questions that often comes to people's mind as they they read these verses is if I do love the world, if I am you know uh, if if I am appealed to by these things, does that mean that I'm not saved? Um, no, not at all. I mean, that's a great clarifying question. And it's the question that Paul wrestled with. Mm-hmm. So in Romans 7, yeah. Paul said, yeah, I, I'm saved. Clearly, he, he, he's saved. You know, I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And so Paul understood his sinfulness. Paul truly embraced Christ on the road to Damascus. That is irrefutable. But what is also irrefutable is Paul's nagging frustration with the things that I want to do, I don't do, the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, 
who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ. So he got the answer. And the answer is... Living for Jesus is not a matter of me trying harder. Well, if I just don't watch five hours of TV and if I just have these nine rules in my life and if I just, you know, memorize 50 verses. No, it wasn't a matter of things to do that assured victory for Paul. Paul said, no, it's a matter of living organically in the spirit, staying motivated by the love of God. Keeping the Word of God as a resource in my life, not just educationally, but devotionally, and allowing God's Spirit to use His Word to help me to be like Jesus. Yeah, and I think an important thing, and I love that Romans 7 passage uh, that you you pointed at there, an important thing for us to remember, too, is the the audience to whom John is writing in this book. They, as you've pointed out several times, these are saved, strong individuals. And and at the end of the book, in chapter 5, John says, these things have I written, written to you that you may know that you have eternal life. And so these are these are encouragements for people who are saved, not discouragements to make us question our salvation. Hmm. So I, I guess I would say, because we're out of time, and that is, you know, check your heart. And, and that's where it always comes back to, check your heart, you know, your, your affections, your love. Uh, are you living a life of continual self-denial? Because as we spend time in God's Word, as we spend time enculturating that love that God has for us and the love that we should in reciprocity have toward the Father, that's going to necessarily make you say, you know, I need to say no to this and, and no to this. And it's not not I, but, but, but Christ that dwells in me. That's going to be the spirit, the humble spirit of one who's walking uh, in Christ and abiding in the Word of God. Now, we're going to come back to one, la- one last verse on this, th- this triad of verses. Uh, about the world. So I want you to join us next episode. Out of time for today. Have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.